0: Good morning, Christ Central, and happy New Year's. Uh, my name is Huey, and I, I'm so grateful that I get to serve as one of the pastors here. Uh, even as we are scattered this morning, I'm grateful to be with you. I'm grateful for our church and grateful for the means that we have to be able to worship together. Uh, as, as COVID cases have been on the rise in our area, we will continue to closely monitor the situation and we want to especially thank you for your flexibility as we quickly moved our service online this morning. Uh, the session and our staff will work together uh, to make decisions beyond today to ensure everyone's health and, and safety and to be able to inform you in a timely manner of the decisions that, that we uh, have to make in this season and we also want to especially thank you for your outpouring messages and prayers and love for Pastor Owen and Pastor Sam as they ha- are recovering from COVID. Um, I'm happy to, uh, to report that they are hanging in there. They're doing well. Their families are uh, they're doing well as well. And we're just so thankful that no other close contacts have, been con- have contracted COVID. And I'm just, just grateful for the grace of God in and through our community as they're continuing to recover. So please continue to pray for them and their families. I'll please go ahead and I want to invite you to turn with me in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 is our text this morning. And, and friends, 2021 is officially behind us. And as I say that, I'm sure some of us are relieved to say the least. For many of us, this past year has been a hard challenging difficult and painful year whether physically emotionally or spiritually 2021 has taken a toll on many of us some of us have had to navigate just wave after wave of hard and difficult news in conversations with people i've often heard people say that they're tired they're weary and they feel numb they're anxious and fearful Angry, frustrated, discouraged, lonely, and helpless. And I wonder if some of these words would describe how some of you are doing this morning. And as we move forward into 2022, the reality is we're not given much of a blank slate. Most of us will carry the burdens and the disappointments and the sorrows and the fears and the brokenness of 2021 into this new year. Now, I'm eager to be with you this morning because the Word of God, which has stood the test of time, has compelling and beautiful way of moving us forward to the days ahead as we face the uncertainties and the unknowns. As we consider our present realities, I want the Word of God to stir our affection and our imagination for what God has in store for us and how He might desire for us to lean into His promises. So we're in Ephesians 3, and we'll be reading verses 14 to 21. And this is Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus and the prayer for us. As we read, I would love for this uh, to be our prayer as we lean into 2022. I would love for this prayer to orient and reorient our desires, our longings, our affections, and shape how we navigate this year with grace, humility, and wisdom. So Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, Amen. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of our God. Thanks be to him. Here's a sermon outline this morning. I want to highlight for us three things that Paul prays for. And these are the three things that you and I can take hold of in the light of the gospel. So first, Paul prays for strength. Prayer to be strengthened in our inner being. Second, Paul prays for love. Prayer to know the love of Christ. And third, it's a prayer of hope, prayer to be filled with hope. So first, prayer for strength. Paul begins his prayer, beginning in verse 14, by saying, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. As you might imagine, it was hard to be a Christian during Paul's day. Ephesus was a pluralistic society, tolerant when it came to worship of numerous gods and goddesses, and yet intolerant, hostile, and indignant of Christians because of the claim of Christ that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Ephesus was also known to be very materialistic and licentious having easy and ready access to every kind of vice, temptation, and pleasure the world had to offer. So people from all over the world would come to indulge to their shame and to their ruin. So as you can imagine, with all this going on, it was hard being a Christian in Ephesus in Paul's day. And to the sisters and brothers in this setting, Paul's prayer is that they be strengthened with power through the Spirit in their inner being. Please notice what Paul doesn't pray for. Paul doesn't pray for change in their outer circumstances. Paul doesn't pray for change in how they are being treated by the people. Paul doesn't pray for less persecution and less hostility. He doesn't pray for the path of least resistance for his brothers and sisters. Rather, he prays for something far more vital and precious and sustaining. The apostle Paul prays for something to be done inside of them, for them to be strengthened in their inner being so that they would have Christ dwell inside of them through faith so that they might take hold of the presence of Christ in them and with them and for them. That's what Paul prays for. Brothers and sisters and friends, what Paul prays for, what he is deeply convinced of is this. That it makes all the difference to face the realities of life's difficulties and disappointments and fears and sorrows with the intimacy and assurance of Christ's presence in us and with us and for us. Earlier this week, Pastor Owen sent this um, text message to our staff and he wrote this. Keller's prayer today in his Proverbs devotional was so good. And he quotes uh, Pastor Keller's prayer from this devotional. and, and, And Pastor Keller prays this. Lord, I don't want suffering in my life, and I know you don't want me to have its pain either. Yet the various comforts you give me in my trials change me in ways I would never want to lose. I don't thank you for the evils that have hurt me, but I praise you for the ways you make me happy and holy through them. Amen. And this is Pastor Owen's kind of a prayerful response to what he just read, and he wrote this to us. He shared this with us. He wrote and he prayed, Lord, it is so true to my life experience, the sufferings that I have endured and the ways that you have comforted me and were with me in my sufferings have profoundly changed me. Those were my deepest times of growth. Lord, you used the disappointments, frustrations, pains, sorrows and sufferings of this life to make us happy and holy through them. And when you allow them to come into our lives, you are always present with us as we endure them. You don't send them and stay away from us. You send them as you draw near to us and you promise that they will somehow work for our good. So give me faith to trust you and to submit to what you have providentially ordered for me, knowing that everything you allow and withhold Flows from your love. You just love that, aren't you? Encouraged by that, more and more, I want to take hold of what Pastor Owen and the Apostle Paul believes to be true and beautiful about Christ's presence in our sufferings and afflictions. So, dear friends, as we move forward into 2022, we pray with Paul to take hold of the presence of Christ. In us, with us, and for us in greater measure by praying to be strengthened with power through the Spirit and our inner being. This is not something we work for, merit, or earn. It's something that God freely grants according to the riches of His glory, according to the abundance of His glory. So we pray and we plead with God for more of Christ. Regardless of what's in store for us and our loved ones in 2022... What is available for us to take hold of is the intimacy and the sufficiency of the presence of Christ. Paul will say it this way in 2 Corinthians 4. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the, things are, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So we pray for strength in our inner being. Second, we pray for love. Paul's prayer is that we know the love of Christ In verses 17 and following, Paul writes that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. I mean, that sounds beautiful, doesn't it? The breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Christ. For Paul, he didn't choose these words to be merely, to, to merely put some fluff around the idea of the love of Christ so that we would say, wow, how, how lovely that is. For Paul, this definition of love is rooted and grounded in who Christ is and what he has accomplished for us on the cross. I mean, consider the breadth or the, or the wideness of the love of Christ. How wide is the love of Christ? It's, it stretches from east to West. It's wide enough to reconcile Jews and Gentiles, which means it's wide enough to gather people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. It's wide enough to unite people of every skin color, every ethnicity, and every cultural background. It's wide enough to put to death the hostility of racism, classism, and sexism, and every other isms. That's how wide the love of Christ is. And consider How long is the love of Christ? It spans from eternity past to eternity future. The love of Christ was there before the foundation of the world. It was there before we were born, before we could do anything righteous and good. The love of Christ has no end. It will never run out, never run dry. It will never fail, brothers and sisters, which means the love of Christ is long enough. To sustain us and to keep us and to outpace us and outlast us. Maybe for parents with children who are not yet walking with Jesus. Or if you have friends or loved ones that, have not yet, uh, that are not yet walking with the Lord. Be encouraged because the love of Christ is long enough to outpace and outlast their unbelief and their sin And rebellion, so we have every reason to persevere in our prayers for them. How high is the love of Christ? It reaches high as the heavens, it's the perfect, selfless. Untainted love shared between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit from all eternity. And this this is the love that we get to take hold of. This is the love that the Father invites us to share in for us to enjoy and receive and extend. And how deep does the love of Christ go? It goes deeper than the deepest and darkest parts of our sins our worries our fears our failures our anxieties and our doubts the love of christ goes deeper it goes to the deepest parts of our hearts that we are tempted to believe that is that it's irredeemable and irreversible and unlovable and yet still the love of christ goes deeper still you see for the sake of those he loves jesus endured the shame of the cross he suffered the punishment for our sins he satisfied the wrath of god by dying the death we deserve to die and he descended into the depths of hell so that through the power of his resurrection over the grave he might save us and redeem us from sin and death i mean this is what paul means when he says when he talks about the grandeur of the love of christ And this is what he means when he says that the love of Christ is a love that surpasses even knowledge. Meaning it's a love that is unknowable. And yet, Paul's prayer to know this love is an invitation for us to spend the remaining days of our lives here on earth at grasping that which is inexhaustible and infinite. To glimpse that which is immeasurable and boundless. In other words, Paul's prayer And plea is that we might truly, yet inexhaustibly, take hold of this love that is wide and long and high and deep in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, despite all the uncertainties and the unknown that lie ahead of us in 2022, we are compelled and called to know and experience this love that is Available to us in Christ Jesus. To make it our ambition and pursuit. To take hold of the love that has first taken hold of us. And promises to never leave nor forsake us. And how do we experience this kind of love? It's right here in verse 18. Paul writes and he prays. That we may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breath of and length, and height, and depth of the love of Christ. That's a remarkable prayer. You see, in His wisdom and grace, God has purposed and designed for us to gain a better and fuller understanding of the love of Christ in the fellowship and community of believers. Most Regularly and practically in our participation in and partnership within the local church. Here's an example of what I mean. In the last several months, um, there's been an angst and burden in my heart to grow in my care and concern and love for unbelievers and the unchurched. Um, uh, to be more and more unashamed of the gospel in my relationships with non-Christian friends and in my, in my neighborhood. That's been, that's been just growing in my heart. And in the recent months, what's been so helpful, so life-giving, humbling, and inspiring for my soul is being around friends like Pastor Peter and Jane. Just watching them pray and and plan and dream for the unchurched and the dechurched in the Tysons area. I see their love for their Savior. I see their love for the gospel and their love for their friends and community. And I get a glimpse of how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ that compels them to dream for people that they have not even met yet in Tysons. And I am compelled and I am drawn in. You see, friends, my desire to grow in this area will rarely happen in isolation. I need the help and the example of others to show me what the love of Christ looks like in flesh and bones. To stir in me both affection and imagination of what the heart of Christ looks like for the lost and the unchurched. Sisters and brothers, Paul had a high view of the church because it's in our participation and partnership within the community of believers, Christ purchased with his own blood, that we get to see more of Christ and experience his love. Commentator Kent Hughes writes this. He says, We can only come to a better, fuller understanding of his love in community. This happens when we sit under the preaching of his word It happens when we study it together and discuss it. It happens when we share our knowledge of God's love with each other. It happens when we observe it in our brothers and sisters. It happens as our hearts go upward in the worship of him. We need each other in order to comprehend his word. So dear friends, as we move forward into 2022, we pray with Paul that we might take hold Of the inexhaustible love of Christ and greater realities through our participation and partnership within the local church. In the grace and wisdom of God, brothers and sisters, church is not an option. The church is actually indispensable to our growing and to our maturing. And our passivity does not fit with the life life Christ purchased by His blood. So by the enabling grace of God, we make every effort to pursue reconciliation where reconciliation is needed. We make every effort to extend forgiveness where forgiveness is sought. We make every effort to give of our time, talents, and treasures sacrificially and generous, generously so that the work of advancing the kingdom might continue to move forward. Brothers and sisters, we make every effort to join and to labor alongside others for the faith of the next generation. We make every effort to show up in the lives of those who are hurting and broken. And we make every effort to make decisions that are courageous and yet uncomfortable so that the lost and the unchurched and the dechurched might hear and believe the gospel see, we position ourselves to make this kind of effort so that we might taste and see the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of the love of Christ. This is what God has in store for us in 2022. So we pray to be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ with the help of all the saints. So we pray for strength in our inner being. We pray to know the love of Christ. And finally, we pray to be filled with hope. Look with me again in verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. As Paul concludes his prayer, he breaks out into doxology. He breaks out into worship. And in his doxology, his exhortation is that we ought to be the most hopeful people of all. And Paul is not talking about just being optimistic because usually optimism is based on our external circumstances or some favorable outcome. Hope is something more As Dan Allender once said, to be pessimistic is to be treasonous, and to be merely optimistic is to be naive and blind, but hope, but this gospel hope is completely other because hope is always defiant. Did you get that? To be pessimistic is to be treasonous in the light of all that we can take hold of in Christ Jesus. And to be merely optimistic is to be naive and blind because our world is still very broken because sin is very real and it seeks to wreak havoc in our lives. However, gospel hope is completely other because hope, this hope doesn't settle because this hope fights the good fight of the faith because this hope breathes life and because this hope is always, always defiant. This hope is never based on Our subjective feelings or our external circumstances. Rather, this hope rests on the object of our faith and our hope. That's why in Paul, in verse 20, he says, he begins by saying, now to him. That's the beginning of his doxology. Now to him. And who is this him? You go back to verse 14. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. In 2022, the reason why we can be the most hopeful people the DMV has ever seen is because we have a father from whom every, from every family in heaven and on earth is named. In other words, our heavenly father's rule and his reign are cosmic in its scope. And while at the very same time, his rule and reign are intimate and good and wise and purposeful. And our Heavenly Father is able to do far more, infinitely more than all we can ask or think. Do you know what that means? This means that God is working in us and for us and around us and through us and sometimes even despite of us on things that we don't even know to ask for or imagine. And He's doing all these things. He's working together everything for our joy and for his glory and for the good of others and he's doing this according to the power paul says according to the power that is at work within us which is the power that we see all throughout scripture it's a power that brings order from chaos it's a power that brings beauty from ashes it's a power that brings death dead things to life I mean, this is what our Heavenly Father is up to this very moment. His work is always, always redemptive. He's in the work of making all things new. He's in the work of putting our world and our hearts and our lives back together. That's what He is up to. So, beloved friends, maybe perhaps you feel like you've hit rock bottom. And I just want to encourage you that the love of Christ goes deeper than the the bottom that you just hit. So have hope. Perhaps your marriage is hanging on by a thread. I want to encourage you and say, don't throw in the towel just yet. Ask for prayer, ask for counsel, and do all that you can to fight for your marriage because this hope is living and active and is always defiant. Perhaps you have children that are wandering away from the Lord The mercy and grace of God goes ahead of you, and the love of Christ will outlast their unbelief, so persevere in your prayers for them. Or perhaps your future looks bleak, and you are prone to despair, and you just feel like you're just barely holding on. I would love to encourage you and invite you to pray to be filled with hope of the gospel, because... Every sunrise and every breath in your lungs is a testament to this gracious reality that God is not finished with you yet. And that he is at work in you and for you, through you, and despite you for his glory and your joy. So pray to be filled with hope. Author Henry Nouwen writes this. Hope. Is not dependent on peace in the land, justice in the world, and success in business. Hope is willing to leave unanswered questions unanswered and unknown futures unknown. Hope makes you see God's guiding hand not only in the gentle and pleasant moments, but also in the shadows of disappointment and darkness. Brothers and sisters and friends, this is the hope of the gospel working you see his guiding hand leading you into 2022 bury 2021 under god's gracious and sovereign hands and move into 2022 praying to be filled with hope because he is not finished with you he is not finished with us yet so take heart brothers and sisters and friends we lean into this new year we pray and plead with god that we might take hold of in greater measure what is already available to us what is already ours in christ jesus so we pray to be strengthened in our inner being we pray to know the inexhaustible love of christ and we pray to be filled with hope that is beyond all we can ask or imagine for those of you in wherever you are and you're tuning in this morning, thank you. And if, you're, um, if you have not yet trusted in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, or if you find yourself just lost in your relationship with God, or maybe you are running away, man, brothers and sisters, I want to call you, call you to give your life to Jesus, to trust him, Especially if 2021 has been really rough, as you lean into 2022, believe and trust in Jesus who is with you, who is for you, and who is doing all things. He's working all things according to your joy and his glory and for the good of others. Would you place your trust in him this morning? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. And we pray this with the Apostle Paul. That regardless of what we are facing. Regardless of what lies ahead of us this year. We pray boldly, humbly, and confidently. That we pray to be strengthened in our inner being. We pray that we would know and taste and see the inexhaustible love of Christ. And we pray to be filled with hope. That we as a church that we as a family, that we as a community will be the most hopeful people that the DMV has ever seen for your glory, for the good of the world, and for our joy. It's for your beautiful name we pray. Amen.